Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. Welcome to Wix's 2020 Management Update. My name is Maggie O'Donnell, and I'm the Director of Investor Relations here at Wix. I'd like to remind you all that during this event, we may make forward-looking statements, and these statements are based on current expectations and assumptions. Please consider the risk factors included in our most recent Form 20F that could cause our actual results to differ materially from these forward-looking statements. We do not undertake any obligation to update these forward-looking statements. Please refer to the safe harbor included in these management update slides for any further information. With that, I'd like to introduce Nir Zohar, our president and COO. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Maggie. Thank you, Maggie, and, uh, and, and welcome, everyone. It's, uh, it's uh, really great that you've all joined us. Um, you know, we spoke a lot about how 2020 really uh, impact, uh, impacted Wix, and, and we had a great year, and we're going to cover more of it today. But I think one of the big downsides uh, uh, of this year is that we had much less chance to travel and to come and, and meet uh, our shareholders and, and our investors and to talk to you directly. Uh, so we wanted to try kind of a mid-December, do a recap of the year and try to, to talk to you live here from Tel Aviv, uh, try to cover some of the big things that happened to us uh, this year and talk about our excitement uh, going forward. Um, definitely 2020 was groundbreaking for us. Uh, the, we accelerated uh, on all metrics. Uh, we, we were going to uh, surpass the $1 billion of collections for the first time, surpassed by a lot. Um, uh, but for us, we feel as if we're just getting started. Uh, uh, in our minds, we're building a, a category leader uh, in what we perceive as a huge market. And we want to talk a little bit today about how we think about it uh, and share, share our thoughts with you. Um, so for our agenda today, uh, uh, we'll cover some of those, of, uh, of those topics. Uh, I'll be joined by, by Avishai uh, and, and by David Schwartz, our VP of product, and later on by, by Lior. And obviously, we will wrap up with, uh, with the Q&A. Um, it's um, clearly we've been doing so many things that it'll be hard for us uh, to go over everything. We'll cover only some of what we've been doing. Uh, we're trying to focus on the things that we feel need more clarity or can, can get value from, from us kind of tying the knots. Uh, if you have something that you feel that we are not covering, obviously, uh, first of all, it doesn't mean that it's not important. And we'd love to answer any questions at, uh, at the end. Uh, at the Q&A. So uh, with that, I would like to, uh, to um, um, redirect uh, the camera to my friend, co-CEO, uh, uh, co-founder co and CEO, Avishai Avrami. Avishai. Hey, hi, hey, how are you doing? I'm doing good, and you? Very good, very good. You know, um, we're going to talk about how 2020 was amazing for Wix, but this was a pretty big year for you personally. Uh, indeed, it was. Uh, I'm the... Uh, Finally, I'm a father, so I have a five, years, a five months old daughter now. I'm learning the hustles of how to run a family. And, and from those uh, first five months, if you need to assess uh, what's more complex, uh, running, a, uh, running a family or dealing with a five-month-old five baby or dealing with a company, which one? Uh... So, you know, my baby don't tend to cry a lot. She put herself to sleep. She sleep all night. And, and, and when she does cry, it's one person. In Wix, it's 4,500 people that cry. So without a question, uh, running a company is much more complex. I think especially if you have the, 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 the right mommy for, for your daughter, right? Oh, for sure. So she can solve all those issues. I, I totally, I totally, I'm totally on board with that. Um, so, you know, we're at the end of 2020. Uh, it was a great year. We talked about it a lot. 
for you, when you think about it, when you try to summarize the year, like what was the most outstanding part of the year? So obviously, right, it was not a standard year, right? We have the pandemic. And, uh, and I think that, again, for me, uh, uh, it was an amazing experience to be in a place where we actually helped save millions of businesses, right? We've seen people that the business would not have survived, the way that they make their live, would, right? The way they make, they're, they're able to pay in the grocery store, right? Is because of a business, and that business without which would not exist today. And I think that was amazing to see that influence that we have. Another amazing thing that happened that I found to be very inspiring is that a lot of governments, states, uh, cities use WICS to coordinate uh, a lot of what they do uh, in order to handle the pandemic, and send information, track who's sick. And again, that was amazing because I think there's very likely we also saved a lot, helped saving lives. And that's very unique. Beyond that, it was an exciting year for WICS, of course, because of the growth by the pandemic, but also because we released a huge amount of new things during the last part of 19 and during this year. And I think that combined together, they created this massive growth and really a completely new way of people using Wix or using the internet. Yeah. You know, uh, you know so far, uh, and we still have a month to go, we, we, we added uh, more than 29 million users this year which is fantastic. We're going to get to 30, right? Over. We will get to 30. Yeah, and over 30 million in one year. And that's, uh, I think, you know, apart from the fact that it's amazing growth, uh, uh, I think that it also really empowers that, 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 that sense that the things that we've seen, you know, the, the trend of moving online, uh, you know, we've seen it happening for many years now. But this is not really a new thing. It's just a super acceleration of something that, we, that was already happening. Obviously. I mean, my parents, for example, never bought anything online. Now they do all of their shopping online. And now once they get used to that, right, they'll continue to do it because it's more comfortable. And, and we're saying that all across the board, not just with my parents, right, and uh, that people are just so much more into doing things on the Internet, from shopping also to getting personal training, to talking to their uh, into the consultant, to the psychologist, a, a, a huge amount of things that before would be almost all of them offline and now online and probably going to stay a big part of them online past the pandemic. So I know, I know you have a huge amount of excitement for, for how this is, rolls out and how this builds up for, for, for us as a business and, and as a product going forward. Um, I, I do want to uh, just kind of try and mention, cover some of the things we've done in the past year. So if you turn to, to if you guys turn to the slide uh, here, you can see um, just, it's, you know, it's a huge list, but it's actually a partial list of all of the things that happened this year. Uh, um, and obviously it's a lot of enhancements and, 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 and improvements we've done to the platform in order to, to support all of those uh, uh, people coming on, uh, online through the pandemic, making changing to restaurants who wanted to move online and, and stores who wanted to move online and services that now needed to have to be much more online or in, in events online and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but also lots of, of core enhancements to, to our strategic products. The release of, of Editor X, the, the improvements to the speed of the, of the Wix websites and the performance, the advanced SEO tools that, that, that we released and, and many, many more. I would say that from my point of view also, I think that one of the biggest things that happened this year is that 
on the operational side, even though uh, we had all this hardship and, and working from home and not meeting people and not being able to run all of the regular rituals that we have and then needing to, you know, to look for talent online and on board and, and recruit online and on board online, we still managed to gain a huge amount of, of, uh, of, of growth in our headcount, uh, in our talent, not only in care, which we mentioned a couple of times throughout the year, but also in R&D. Uh, which I think, you know, it's, uh, it's, it really helps us uh, 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 go deeper into investing into all of those growth opportunities as we go into 20, 2021 and, and, and beyond. Um, so, you know, Wix, I think without a doubt, we are, we've, we've managed to really uh, create a, a, a huge uh, 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 global brand which much strength around the DIY and building websites. Uh, but I think that when, when people are looking at this list, for us, it's very easy to understand how everything connects together. But I think it's actually valuable to do a zoom out for a minute and, and try to extend to, to everyone uh, how do we think about it. So, and, and one of the things that, uh, you know, we built free editors, right? And a lot of questions I get is that, isn't that too much? How is it all combined, right? Which is what we discussed. And, and the thing about Wix is that all of the editors are using the same uh, infrastructure. So in fact, if we improve caching here, right, all of the three of them are enjoying that. If we do something security, if we do something in databases, all of them are enjoying that. So in fact, we build most of the thing just once, and then just do a layer, which is the editor, and that is very different, right? We have the ADI, which is for more casual user, editor, the classic editor, which is pretty much for everybody who want to build their own website, and then editor X, which is really aimed at super designers, agencies, and, and, and it's a professional tool. And, and, and when we build, for example, a vertical, right, we build a store, we build a booking, right? Again, we do it once, and then we can plug it into all three editors. It's actually done automatically it's using a plugin model, which is identical in all three of them. And, and this allows us to do a couple of things. First of all, when we launched Editor X, it was not a naive product. It was not a product that is doing just that. It actually, all of this incredible functionality, which is super strong infrastructure, and then all of the business application, right? That it took us many, many years to develop, right? And, and that's on the, one, uh, on the one side. On the other side, it also enabled us to continue and innovate quickly, right? We're a product company. The thing that makes us always grow faster and better is our ability to innovate. And most companies, when they grow beyond size, a certain size, they start to slow the innovation. And which what we're saying is that it actually accelerates. And this architecture, where we actually have an infrastructure, and then the separate editors, and then the plugin architecture, and then another plugin architecture for web components, is what enables us to continue to innovate quickly going forward, and not really spend so much effort in developing each one of those three editors. I think that, that, that's fantastic. Um, um, and you talk about how that drives velocity and innovation and, and more products within the company. But what does it mean also when you think about the, the developer community and people out, out there working so with Wix? If you think about it, right, when you when we allow people to build a website, right? To build a website, it, it's their infrastructure from now on, right? It's no longer our infrastructure. We build the infrastructure and they're consuming it from us. And this means that you can pretty much every year you can do more on Wix. And and, and you can use this incredible infrastructure that nobody else is actually giving you to be able to use. AWS and, and Google Cloud give you a way to have a managed server, but they don't manage your security, they don't do the caching, they don't do all of those things that you need in order to sustain a business. And we can see, 
how many sites do we see being hacked every day? Every day you hear about some big company that somebody just went in and, and, and stole the data and is now blackmailing them. And, 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 and what we essentially do is that we give you this super strong infrastructure, allowing you to build almost anything in any way you want on top of it. And if you look five years from today, I believe that this will be an infrastructure where a huge part of the internet will be built on top of it, enjoying the benefits of having something that is, that you have, well, over 10 years now of engineers working on making it super safe, super fast, super, right, super stable. That's, I think, that's, that's a huge vision. Well, that's what we want to achieve, right? We want to be able to be the place where you can build any dream that you have on the internet, on our infrastructure, with our tools. So, um, I think that maybe we can, um, we can take one of those pieces and actually try and, and, and break it down. And, and how about we, we go and, and touch the newcomer, Editor X? So, why Editor X? I think that's, that's, that's the original question, right? So, when we look at the market today, right, we believe that there is about 3 million, uh, 30 million uh, people that develop websites in some capacity, right? Some of them do it for their friends and families, and they have dozens of websites, and some are super professional agencies that do hundreds of websites. Some do really high brands. But, but the population that we can identify today is about 30 million. We noticed that we have about, today on Wix, we have about 270,000 of those on Wix. So there's a huge opportunity, right? It's a huge gap, and, and we believe we can capture that gap. And if we look, right, at, at the growth of that population on Wix, and, and you can see that it's always accelerating, right? And, and that's amazing. It means that we're actually able to do more and, and work with this population more and actually achieve uh, growth in that. Now, this population is very important because of a couple of reasons. First of all, they set the trends, what is popular on the internet, how it should look. And the other thing is, from our perspective, in terms of business side, right, it's compounded growth. Why? Because every one of those users, right, are building multiple sites. So if you had one of them, right, you pay acquisition once, over the next couple of years, you're going to get many websites from them. And, and, and so this is the target that we set to ourselves. And there's a reason, another reason why we went there is that we kind of look at the competitive landscape, right? And if you look at the competitive landscape, you can see that on the right side you have design tools, then you have Squarespace and WordPress.org. And, and none of them give you the full capabilities of what you need, right? Figma and Adobe XD are amazing tools for design, but you cannot publish from them, right? You need to have a developer take that and record it from zero. What you did is just the how it should look, right? It's, it, and, and not actually building the website. If you look at WordPress.org, then you don't have any design capabilities. You're still in the developer, right? And it's a huge effort. And maintenance and security are a nightmare. If you look at Squarespace, it has some basic design capabilities, not what professional designers need. And very, very limited business applications. So if you want to do anything a bit more complex, you can just can't do it. So we felt that Editor X is giving you everything. You can design with super professional tools. In fact, you can probably design on Figma, then copy it to Editor X and just have that design there. From there, with one click, you can publish it. You have amazing business application and really give the agency the ability to control their own fate without developers the whole cycle on one platform. I think this is exciting, and we can actually see that, as you saw in the graph before, the adoption actually proves 
that it is exciting. It's a new product, right? It is a new product. And we, you know, we just released it. Users are starting to build things with it. Um, I know you, you always go and speak and want to learn what the users are doing, especially with something new. What, what, have, what have you seen? So from professional designer, the excitement is by far better than any that we've seen before. It, it uh, really, people really uh, are amazed that now they can do so much. And uh, one of the, and I'm gonna share some stories here, if it's okay. So those are really sample stories I think shows some of the cool thing that I like. So this is a Piranha. It's a agency based in New York. And, and, and they join us, right, uh, in, in February, right, I think, and, and, and that enabled them, right, only because of Editor X. And you can see they're building super high brands, right, it's Ferrari, it's, a, it's Saint Laurent, it's, it's amazing brands, right? And in fact, they also build their own website now on Editor, on Editor, uh, uh, on Editor X, which just goes to show, right, that they take it as a super professional tool that they can use. They are based in New York, and really super cool, a project to see. And, and, and I see all of these, all these big brands on their website, essentially, they're the ones who are bringing those huge brands to Wix. Yes. So now we have these big brands actually yeah, starting to exactly. exist on our platform. This is exactly what is happening, right? So now you're starting to have those massive companies because they work with agencies, right? Most of them don't have their own development house development. So they work with agencies and now when the agencies are using, starting to get those massive brands on Wix. Another example, right? Again, this is a company that was an agency that was already on Wix, right? And, 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 but then when it started to have Editor X, now they're also doing Editor X website. They have about 16 Editor X uh, website already on Wix. In fact, they only have now eight Wix classic website on Wix, which means that they're actually building more on Editor X. Again, really cool story, and, and, and the fact that we actually managed to take them to a bigger uh, level. Another example, right, is here, it's, it's a, another agency that is actually based in, in Cambridge in the UK. And again, you can see the, the company itself is a massive company, right? It's a company that does uh, handling shipping on an enterprise level, a huge company that they build a site for, right? And the other thing here is that I like about designers and Editor X is that what we're seeing now is more global. Because designers have so much more time to spend and learn something, to become professional in something. So actually, you know, Wix was always a global company. But Editor X is even, seems to be for now, even more global than Wix. And we can see growth in, in London, then we can see another place, right, which is another agency here in South Africa, and then we can see another one, right, in the Philippines, and then we can see more and more and more. And I think that this is kind of like something that I like about, about it, that we can immediately see the growth uh, from Japan, from Vietnam, from so many other countries because the designers are the ones who approach LearnWix and they are by nature more uh, versatile in English and learning tools and then they take it to the local market. So that's amazing. So, I, you know, I, I, you, you kind of covered uh, and explained how um, um, the uniqueness in the competitive landscape uh, uh, for EditorX and also for, 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 for the Wix editor, right? When you look at that slide, they, they were both really giving values that other platforms are not giving. But there's also, I would say, the amplifier, right? Kind of the, the, the secret weapon 
which is COVID. Uh, um, um, you know, we introduced uh, COVID uh, back in, in October of, of 2017, and, and, and I think the growth graph here is massive. I remember us talking in the beginning, you were saying, I want to get to 50,000, 100,000. We're north of, of 2 million now. Yes, we um, um, And I think that that ability to tie up both the design capability to complete control of the CSS and the HTML with, with easy coding uh, capabilities all under that infrastructure that you mentioned, that, that's really something that, that's not out there. Yeah, because every time you go to a big project, right, you, you find that there's a lot of small things that you need to do. And those things, small things are usually not something that you would have in the platform coming from within. And, and then you again have to get servers, you have to code servers, you have to maintain servers, do all of the things, caching security, uh, load balancing, uh, fail, and it's like a ton of things that you have to manage. And we thought that we should be able to also streamline that process for you. So if you want to do something which is a custom code, just do that. And, and we see that agencies, of course, are using that a lot more, but not just agencies. We are also seeing startups that have been built so, so on Editor X and, and, and COVID. So for that, actually, I know that, that the team uh, brought uh, a use case, which I know you really love. Uh, and, and I think this one is, is a really interesting one. So this is a, the, the application is called BarPay, and, and there's a good chance you probably met it somewhere. The, it, it was built by two uh, professional baseball players. When the epidemic started, they found that they have a lot of free time. And then they decided to build a startup. Well, I thought that baseball players always have a lot of free time. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, we're not going to go here to the discussion if, if baseball is actually a sport, right? No, we shouldn't because we know yeah. it's not. So let's carry on, carry on. That's okay. And, uh, and they started to build a. Uh, uh, they decided to build a way for them to be able to go to bars where you cannot get the menu anymore because you're not allowed to hold them. So they build this application where you just go in and you upload your menu and it scans it, makes it, and then people can actually order, right, in the bar from their phone and pay from their phone. It took them two weeks, right? They're not professional developers. It took them two weeks to actually build the first version, start selling that. Today it's doing very, very well, all built with COVID with Wix. But this is, this is not a website. No, this is a real startup, right? Well, it has a website, but in fact, you don't think about it as a consumer as a website because for the uh, bars, restaurants, hotels, it's something that they look at as a back end where they upload the menu and they're able to get money. They don't go there for it as a website. And a customer goes there, scan a barcode, yeah. and it, it can pay and order things. So for them, it's an application. So in fact, what they built here is not really a website, it's an application. Because they had the whole full stack of the technology on, on, on our platform. Yeah, and, and of course it's scalable because of that full stack. And really, they built a complete startup from zero. And we're seeing a lot of those today. This is the amazing thing. This is not a one-time thing. We're seeing every day, we're seeing those kind of things being built on Wix. Wow, that's tremendous. Um, so, so, you know, uh, another thing uh, that, 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 that we're definitely seeing now is that, you know, with this huge uh, uh, growth on the DIY side, and we know that a lot of people who join us uh, on the DIY side sometimes don't really want to do it themselves, right? So, so we have with this, this massive adoption on the DIY and a huge amount of traffic of people coming in. But, uh, and on the other side, we're getting all of these 
you know, 270,000 uh, people and growing uh, that are building websites for others and, and, and supplying services, agencies and, and, and professional designers. Uh, uh, and I think that, you know, a big part of the ecosystem that is being built is, is the marketplace, which is, which is getting a lot more traction now. Yeah, so this is, you know, if you think about it, right, a, a lot of the time you have a lot of the skills to build a website, but not all of them. I, I take myself, for example, I know the technical part, easy. I know what I want. I can put it there, but I cannot design. I'm terrible at design. I, and I would love to, every time we do a website, I actually ask somebody from our studio to come and help me and design it. And this is why we have the Wix Marketplace. You can find somebody to build everything for you. Yeah. You can find somebody to do the marketing for you. You can find somebody just to do the, the design part for you. You can find somebody to do the search engine optimization for you. You can find somebody to do just the parts you need. And, and but basically what we do is, is we kind of like Arrogating, right? The supply which we have on which is a huge amount of do it of users arriving every year, right? This year is 30 million, right? And then on the other side, designers that are able to come and 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 and, and solve those issues for those users, and designers and agency. And we are getting that, and, and we're seeing that growing very quickly. And I think this is another key component in how we can uh, be successful going forward. But even more than that, how our customers and the agencies now using Wix can become more successful and grow even faster. So, you know, going back to, to that slide that you explained before about how everything ties up together, I think that it's, it's very clear how having, uh, uh, you know, keep on dominating the, the, the DIY, DIY hemisphere uh, and, 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 and ecosystem, uh, um, knowing that everything that we develop no matter whether it's for this, this crowd or the other crowd, goes for all of, of, of our users. So they are all benefiting, so we keep on expanding on that, but also expanding all of those professional tools and, uh, uh, and the infrastructure, having Editor X and COVID, really ties up to what you mentioned before, I think. Uh, yeah, I think that, you know, we are giving now more places to find help, more components, more elements in which you can build, and we're always investing in the infrastructure. I think going forward, and you can see startups that have already been built on Wix, not websites, really startups. And I think this vision of having being the operation system in which you build an application for the internet is something that is becoming more and more true every year. So five years from now, the operation system of everything being built on the internet. Well, almost. Almost. I'm sure we can leave some for others. Okay. But I think the majority could be probably the wisest, wiser choice for most of the projects on the internet to be built on this infrastructure. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Avishai. Um, I would like to switch over and talk a little bit about uh, uh, e-commerce. Uh, for that, I want to invite uh, David Schwartz uh, to join me. Uh, David Schwartz, for those of you who have not met him before, is our VP product. Uh, he acts as the VP product and responsible for all of the professional methodologies that has to do with uh, product in the company and make sure that we meet the same professional levels all across Wix. Uh, but he's also the general manager that, that is uh, uh, responsible for our uh, commerce products and for our services and booking products and the international expansion of, of, of Wix. Uh, so he has a very, very uh, busy day and a very full plate. Um, and uh, David, thank you for uh, joining us today. Hi, Nir. Um, I actually wanted to, uh, to, to, to talk about something else today. Um, I, I, don't wanna, I actually don't want to talk about our Wix stores, which we mentioned many times in our earnings. But I actually want to talk about how we generally widely think about e-commerce. And now you, you refer to that as e-commerce as a platform. Can you explain to us a little bit about e-commerce as a platform and what's the potential there? Sure. So basically, 
what e-commerce platform means, you know, I'm being asked many times, how can Wix create such high quality products that give such so much benefit to our users? Wix stores and Wix events and Wix restaurants and Wix hotels and Wix bookings and the solution like Wix fitness. How can we do all these things with such high quality and so quickly? So the reason is that it's all being built on building blocks, like Avisha explained before. So you have the cart and the checkout and the scheduling and the tax and the order management and shipping and logistics and customer management. And they're all being functioned together to create amazing products. So, so that is the way we do things. And that is how we can deliver such high quality products to our users so quickly. But how does that, what does that mean for our users? Like, give me an example. How does it work? So the interesting thing about it is that many users in their business need to use more than one product. And I think Benji is a great example for that. So four years ago, Benji is arriving to Wix to build Core Attack Fitness. He's a beginner. He starts building his fitness business. Uh, he thinks about it very professionally. He looks for a website and a scheduling system. So he starts as a Wix bookings user. Then the business evolves. Benji sees that he, the content he creates, he creates videos that are amazing <coughs> tutorials to do fitness, so he needs to sell them. So as part of fitness solution, he can start selling digital goods through Wix stores. And then uh, his business continues to grow. He opens a studio. When he opens a studio, he brings on a few other fitness trainers. Now the scheduling becomes more complex. He uses advanced features of booking that allow him to manage his team. Okay, and then, unfortunately to all of us, arrives the pandemia. And that's a huge crisis for, for Benji and people like him. Because, you know, suddenly the fitness studio is closed. So immediately he moves to virtual training done by, uh, done by our co connectivity to Zoom. Yeah. And then he also understands that this is the moment to start selling merchandise. Because if you work in a virtual training, you need to work at home. So he starts selling equipment, fitness equipment, through uh, our dropshipping. And then he understands that his brand is becoming even more stronger through the pandemic. So he uses our print-on-demand, which is a feature in stores, and part of the whole fitness solution, to start uh, selling branded sportswear. And it's amazing to see how he grows with us in the last four years he's been with us. And, and for me, it's really, it's really amazing. So I, I'm guessing, you know, I'm guessing I know that this is, this is an example, uh, uh, but it's not unique, right? We've seen thousands, many, many thousands of people uh, like Benji in, on, on the fitness side. But that, does, that, does that apply only to fitness? Of course not. We see numerous of them in all e-commerce platforms. Just an example that, that pops into my head. Again, resulting result of the pandemic we've been experiencing. So you have a restaurant, and you're using Wix restaurants, and all is great. And suddenly, you know, we all know what happens. The restaurant shuts down. We need to give you the abilities to sustain your business and confront this challenge. So immediately, this restaurant, what they do, they start opening online lessons using the component of Wix bookings combined with Wix restaurant, actually enhancing the brand. So once the quarantine is removed, now the business grew up. We don't give up. We, we do both our old restaurant business, which came alive again, and also continue our cooking lessons online. Inspiring. 
So, you know, everything you were talking about the, the, the huge value that the, this platform, the e-commerce platform has within Wix in, in, in expanding uh, the different reaches of, of different products and giving more value to our users, helping them expand their business. Um, um, but going back to Avishai's uh, previous uh, slide about the, the infrastructure and the, 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 the five-year uh, uh, vision of, of also going out and allowing external developers to, to build those kind of exp uh, extensions and expansions on their own. Are we going to open the e-commerce platform as well to, to the external world? We're not going to open it as it is already opened. Uh, an agency can go and use the building blocks that, that are the ones who create e-commerce platform to build a solution of their own. As an example, I've seen an agency that went and built a real estate solution. So they used the catalog to present the real estate and, uh, and they used bookings to do the scheduling with their customers of the meetings where they're showing this real estate. Uh, they even used checkout and Wix payments actually to, to get paid and, and paid plans. So, uh, of course, and they can reuse it afterwards, this agency, and position themselves as the providers of the solution for real estate built on top of Wix. That's really, I think, that's really huge for, for their expansion of their business. So, I know that... Um, um, you uh, are not willing to step off the stage before you also tell us about your new baby. It's a different baby than Avishai's. It's a, it's a, it's a technological baby. Um, you want to talk a little bit about, uh, about the POS? Wix point of sale is, is very, very exciting for me, uh, and for all of us, actually. Uh, it's, it's a point of sale. We have a robust point of sale that is actually good for your brick and mortar store. And, uh, and it has a mini point of sale where you can sell with your mobile phone. And uh, especially for today's challenges, it's, it's a huge thing. Because what happens basically, you get the Wix point of sale and you put inside it your inventory and your catalog and everything. And the interesting thing is that second afterwards you can click a button mm -hmm. and this inventory and catalog are going online. Simply pick a template press a button and, and you have an online store. And this online store and your physical store are functioning seamlessly together with, with a synced inventory and synced management and synced order and synced CRM. And, uh, you know, making the life of our users that easy to go online in these days, for me, it's, it's, it's a super important thing. So I think, you know, it's, a, it's great to see and I think this is something that really uh, is, is at the core, I think, of the, of the Wix uh, product uh, uh, philosophy. Is what, is what is the thing that we can do that will bring the best value for our users, help them be more successful and, and expand their business even further. Um, I think everything you discussed in terms of the platform and obviously also the, the, the point of sale is definitely uh, like that. Um, I want to thank you uh, very much for bringing this uh, and sharing this with us today. Thanks, um, and, That's what um, me and my teams are doing. We're helping your users succeed, confront challenges, and grow their business. That's basically the job description. Great. Thank you very much, Thanks. David. Um, I will now uh, uh, hand it over to uh, Lior Shemesh, our CFO, to talk uh, more about, uh, about the financial impact and our excitement towards 2021. As you all know, Lior is a, is a one-man show, so I'm going to be off. I'll be back for the, uh, for the Q&A. Thank you, Nir, and thank you, everyone, for uh, joining us today. Um, I'm truly excited 
uh, mainly about two things. The first one is about the opportunity. I mean, you heard everything about the products and about what we intend to do. Uh, and I will further dive into the details and, and what it means for us. And the other thing that I'm really excited about is that finally after a year, so I had the opportunity to wear my jacket. So it was a really real time for all of us. Um, but I guess that uh, we are going to see you soon, guys, right? Um, so again, 2020 was uh, a solid growth for us, outstanding growth actually by, by, more, than, uh, by, by more than 30%. Um, and I will try to go into the details, why it actually happened and, and what, what it means for the future. Um, and, and then I'm going to talk about 2021 and, and, and so on about the future, what we expect as a result of all the investments that we've made and as a result of all the products uh, that we have right now in our arsenal, right? So we actually managed to build two complementary uh, businesses. The first one is the uh, subscription model, uh, where you can actually see also in 2020, and I will talk about it also about the 2021, but it's continued to grow. Uh, at the same time, we've created the emerging transaction model. Essentially, this is the business solution, and, and they're feeding each other. So people are coming, they're using uh, Wix to build their business, to manage their business online. At the same time, they're using all kinds of of products like Wix payments, like delivery. Uh, David mentioned the, uh, the, the point of sale. So they can actually get the entire services using Wix, and obviously they are benefiting from that, and, and, it's, and it's contributing to our business as well. So again, 2020, amazing year. Uh, more than 30% increase uh, growth in, in terms of collection. Are very similar in terms of in terms of revenue, but more importantly, we are building incremental collection. We are created actually larger code that will contribute for the growth for many many years. Now, over here, I want to spend some minutes about the behavior of our code, and again, you can see the code, the second quarter code. And the fact that it was growing more than 60% on a year-over-year -year basis. Um, and by the way, the third quarter and, and continue, uh, and as we mentioned in, in our earnings, is, 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 is uh, behaving the same way. But I would like to dive uh, even deeper and to try to explain the behavior of the court. So basically, there are three reasons uh, for the behavior of the court. So the obvious one, is obviously we are, we are bringing more users, we are bringing uh, uh, more premiums, better conversion. But on top of that, uh, it's a result of a different mix, both of product, but also the type of the users. So I'm going to uh, spend a few minutes to try to explain um, what does it mean. What means the change of mix of our customers as a result of all the products and everything that you've just heard from uh, Avisha, Inir, and, 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 and David. So the first thing I want to, uh, to mention is, is the opportunity that we see of our business verticals. And, and, and David explained exactly you know, the offering and, 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 uh, and, and what those guys actually are, are doing, but it's very important to understand the, uh, what, what it means in terms of the behavior of the court. So over here in this graph, we can see the growth on a quarter over quarter of the business vertical collections versus 
to the overall growth of Wix. So we actually studied it from the Q118 index to the Q118, so it's kind of starting from the same point. But you can clearly see how the business vertical are contributing more than 2x than the overall growth of Wix. Now, this is something that is very important because there are two things that is very important to mention. The first one is that this is actually started before the, pan before the pandemic. It's actually started when we started to introduce the, all the business vertical. So what's happening is that we are talking about higher price of subscription, so we are getting more. Uh, it's a better retention, uh, higher adoption of our business solution, and, and obviously the monetization uh, via the uh, transaction volume, but it's all contribute to the fact that uh, it's growing faster, and, and I do believe that this kind of mix is going to continue also in 2021 and 2022. It's even gonna be more, more higher than that. Um, so again, this is kind of describe you the overall opportunity that we have with the uh, business vertical uh, in light of all the new products and all the vertical that we already launched. Now, the second reason that involve of kind of changing the mix between our users is about the opportunity of users building for others. So, Avishai mentioned that, agencies, you saw exactly, you know, you saw the results, you saw what they're using and why they're using Wix. But think about the opportunity. We have about 270,000 users building for others on Wix today. But we are talking about a potential of 30 million. Um, I do believe that based on what we are seeing right now is that we are gaining actually more and more those type of users because obviously the, the product is, is superior. And so, so I do believe that this is something that is actually provide us with a, a great opportunity, a great potential for the future. And I would like to show you exactly how we do that. So this graph is actually using the Q119 cohort and showing you um, the, uh, the difference uh, or compare between users that building for others to all, to all users. And you can actually see the growth. So there are two uh, points over here that are important to mention that are uh, creating this compounding effect. The first one is that the collection growing faster two time X uh, 2.5x since the, since the Q119, meaning that if you will continue to see that throughout the, the coming years, it's actually going to even expand uh, uh, and, and be higher because they are building more websites for others. Uh, they are using a higher vertical uh, 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 solution and, and they have also higher attention. So we can clearly see how it actually has a compounding effect on our cohort. And again, I do believe that this is something that is going to be much more significant in the future. On top of that, what I explain about the growth, uh, for example, in the first quarter, we managed to increase the number of users creating websites for others uh, by more than 3x. Um, and, and this is something that is actually accelerating. Um, I do believe that in the future, as a result of this behavior, uh, I do believe that the portion of top line 
coming from user building for others is going to be much, much, much more significant. And it's one of the growth engines that we have uh, for the next coming years. So I spoke about the opportunity from the uh, uh, business vertical. I spoke about the opportunity from uh, uh, users that build websites for others. But what about the existing cohorts? How it's actually behaving in light of uh, all those products and the business solution that, that they are using? So if you guys remember Q319, we actually show you that we have about $6.1 billion to collect based on the existing uh, cohorts. Now it's 11.8 million. And it's even more amazing, um, and by the way, this is based on, on 10 years because we have much more history than 10 years. But even more interesting, we see that it's actually, it's not flat, it's increasing. It's increasing because of the adoption of more product from Wix. Um, so this is very interesting and it provides us with a very solid baseline uh, for the coming years. So the most important thing is about investing into growth. We have the opportunity. We show, we show you before how we actually do that, how we deliver growth through investment in R&D, in support, and we certainly have the opportunity to continue to do that. And, and we intend to increase uh, and continue with investment in support, infrastructure, obviously R&D, because essentially this is how we deliver the growth and marketing to support all of that. Now, I would like to explain a few things about the growth margin, because obviously the, uh, the model has changed a bit. Uh, we have a very healthy uh, growth margin model, and I would like to uh, spend a minute or so to try to explain exactly how it's going to evolve. So in 2020, the uh, growth margin of the creative subscription was 79 to 80. So the business solution is 29 to 30. Now, because of the investments, the upfront investments that we uh, are doing and we continue to do on care and infrastructure, the gross margin for creative subscription is going to be 76 to 79. Um, it really depends also on, on the growth. But long term, even medium term, is going to go back to the 80 once we start to see the fruits of those investments. Now, with regard to the business solution, I do believe that in 2021, we're going to see a, a, a different mix because payment is going to be much more significant. And it will take us some time actually to benefit from the scale. So it's going to be 20 to 25, but long term, uh, as I mentioned many, many times before, it's going to be 35 to 40%, but obviously with many, many, many new products, and some of, it, uh, some of them we actually mentioned. With that, I want to talk about next year growth. Um, so I'm super, super excited that we are based on those investments and the new products that we have. I feel very confident uh, that the growth for next year is going to be 28 to 30%. And this is on top of an amazing year that we had on 2020. So thank you guys for joining us today. I will hand it over to Maggie uh, to uh, some uh, a q and I guess. Great. Thank you so much, Lior.
Thanks again, everybody, for joining us today. We're now going to begin the Q&A section of the presentation. Uh, we have all of our analysts here on the line on Zoom, so I'm going to be going through each of them. Um, hopefully, we'll get to as many questions as possible. If anyone else has a question, you can feel free to email me at maggieo at wix.com, and we will try to get to your questions as well. The first question is going to come from Ron Josie at JMP Security. Ron, go ahead. Great, thanks Maggie, and hopefully you can see me okay. Thanks everyone. Avishai, congrats on becoming a father. Leor, you look good with the uh, with the jacket on. I wanted to ask one on product and just one on guidance. And I think the point of sale is pretty interesting, um, Avishai and, and David. Um, can you talk about, was this product in development prior to the pandemic? Um, I'm just curious how you were thinking about this longer term and, and maybe uh, given the rise of e-commerce, just talk a little bit about what percentage of perhaps your stores have a physical storefront or is this something that any insights on how it might be used because, because I think just getting a catalog online is, is definitely interesting. And then Leor, with with your longer term guidance and giving insights on 2021, very helpful. Um, 28 to 38, 20 to 30% on collections, I think is pretty interesting. When I look at your future, the, the strength of future collections and the cohort charts that you give on, on earnings, it looks like a sustainable call it 30% rate going forward. Can you just talk a little bit more about 2021, 28 to 30% of the drivers underneath there. Thank you. So your first question was about uh, uh, the uh, point of sale. And yeah. uh, it's a new product, so we're just launching it and uh, finished testing. And uh, so obviously it's gonna, we're gonna learn more about it as we release it. But uh, when you think about point of sale, right? Traditionally, we tend to think about point of sale just for stores. And, uh, but this point of sale actually gonna do other things as well. We'll also allow you for booking and, and for fitness and, and for beauty salons and for doctors and a bunch of other things, right? So if you look at the stores, I estimate that about 20% of our stores today have a real store. Uh, I might be off here, but it, this is one of the things that blocks users with real stores for using Wix is the fact that we don't have a point of sale that everything integrates, right? So that now might grow up. If you look at the, more of the fitness, uh, gym, uh, psychologist, uh, beauty, all of those people are using more booking and events. And, and uh, so obviously hotels, they have 100% of them have a physical location, almost 100% of them physical location. And, and today a lot of them are using, a, 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 they have a computer in order to set up their classes or do the actual thing on the Wix site and then a point of sale to do the transaction. So this is a big opportunity to combine everything together. So I think that the, this is a product that uh, uh, will really help our customers be more successful and have things more streamlined for them when they use Wix. They're probably gonna increase our market share uh, in, with physical stores. And, and to your question, we did uh, actually start working on it prior to the, uh, yeah, the well, outbreak of the uh, pandemic. Very helpful, thank you. So, so with regard to the uh, growth that I'm expecting uh, 2021, um, so obviously 2020 was a great year for us. Um, and, uh, and, and I do believe that, you know, we spoke uh, about it also uh, before, about the new state of mind, okay? People are going to use and continue to using uh, uh, Wix the way that they used before, um, and in the same, the same, the same magnitude. I do believe that you know that we'll continue with marketing, and and perhaps it's going to be a little bit more or a little bit less, 
But overall, when we think about the new cohorts that we are going to bring on 2021, I think that the fact that we are able to generate a 28 to 30% growth on top of the growth that we already had in 2020, I, th I think that it's uh, truly, uh, uh, truly amazing. Great, thank you guys, appreciate this, very helpful. Thank you, Ron. So the next question is gonna come from Navet Khan from Truist. Go ahead. Thanks, Maggie. Uh, maybe just a question or uh, clarification around the guidance. So the 28 to 30% uh, top line growth for next year, uh, what kind of assumptions are you making in terms of uh, the pandemic either, continue, either continuing to be a tailwind or not, or maybe uh, that waning some, somewhere in the second half of last year, oh, oh, sorry, yeah, next yeah. year. And then um, how should we be thinking about the free cash flow uh, for next year? Well, we assume the pandemic is gonna be over very soon, right? Because uh, uh, vaccines I, are coming everywhere. I, I guess so. Um, look, with regard to the uh, pandemic we, uh, we stated before, uh, I think that the level of growth or the, the number of users and obviously subscription that we are getting right now, I don't think that it's going to change a lot because it's a new state of mind. And, you know, and actually we've, we've seen that in, in the third quarter. Uh, remember that the, the growth in the, in the third quarter was about 35%. Uh, so I do believe that that it will continue, and and on top of it, obviously we have the uh, you know the opportunity of uh, of uh, new products. Um, we see a, a better conversion in some of the cases, uh, better retention. Uh, so we are going to benefit uh, from all of that in 2021. And most importantly, I, I did mention uh, the growth of the uh, of the uh, business vertical and how it's actually impact the compounded effect. Uh, but also about uh, users that are building websites for others. So this is all going to contribute to the growth. Uh, in terms of the free cash flow, obviously there are many, many moving parts, and I will provide the guidance for the free cash flow uh, on February when we are going to report the fourth quarter. You know, I just wanted to provide, it's not a full guidance, I just wanted to, to provide the idea about how we can continue with a high growth also going into 2021. So that was, you know, mostly the message, but not about providing, you know, what is what will be the operating expenses or the free cash flow for next year. Understood. And maybe just on the gross margin uh, for the uh, for the creative solutions, um, you call out two uh, two of the factors that are kind of uh, a drag for next year. One is the care uh, investment. The other is infrastructure. If I had to think which one is the, is the bigger uh, of the two, uh, we just maybe give some color on that. Is, is, uh, is certainly the care. Um, I, I don't think that we've uh, seen the, uh, you know, the, um, uh, yet the full contribution of the care. I think that Neil can mention, you know, how people convert more using the care and, and, will, and we'll talk about it in a minute. But certainly it's the care. Remember, um, it's a regular SaaS model. You first, you know, um, you know, uh, spend and invest the money that you need in order to support the large demand. <clears throat> and obviously very soon we are going to see the fruits of it. Yeah, I also think when you think about this year, so the goal about care, one of the key things we saw is that we, when, we, uh, when we actually interact with our users, we can garner a much higher uh, conversion uh, for the users that actually talk to us. Um, you know, in some cases it goes up almost to 5x the, the, the regular conversion rate. So naturally, uh, our goal is not to limit those interactions, but to expand them. 
The goal this year was to start expanding them by adding more and more entry points and allow more users to find us more easily and, and do that kind of interaction. But a lot of the investment we put actually had to go into the huge growth of users that you saw uh, as the pandemic hit, uh, which again, it's a great thing because we were prepared. Uh, uh, but it also means that we still have more opportunity to, to generate growth and, and, uh, and benefit from the investment in care as we go into 2021 and we do that expansion that we originally intended to do in, in 2020. Fantastic. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Navid. The next question is going to come from Egal Arunia from Wedbush Securities. Go ahead. <laughs> We cannot hear you. Uh, there you go. Uh, hey, guys, uh, thanks so much for the time today. I just want to, uh, uh, Abishai, follow up on your comments on, you know, long-term kind of big picture expectation that, you know, Wix is going to be the infrastructure that a huge part of the Internet is going to be built on. You know, how you think about that um, over the long term, um, you know, how, how, how you attack that and, and how you can get from kind of where you are today and, and getting you know, really being able to capture that opportunity. And then, and I, I guess the, the, the second question, maybe a, a little bit similar, um, you, know, you talk about uh, the, the users that build sites for others, that, that growing three times or, or three times in, in 3Q and, and the growth you're seeing there, I'm assuming a lot of that is coming from the, uh, from, from the partner program. You didn't touch on that specifically. So maybe you could talk about um, how that fits in with the partner program um, and some of the pro progress you're seeing there. Of course, so I'll start with the first part. So this is kind of like a long-term vision, but you can see a lot of it happening today, right? You, to, even today, you can see that uh, we, we just saw a huge logistic right, company. We just saw a, a, a really top-end brands, websites being built on Wix. And, 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 and this shows something, right, that is, and, and then a startup, right? So we can see that what used to be, right, five years ago, mostly small businesses and tiny businesses, is now doing so much more. And, and this shift is happening because of stability of the infrastructure, right, and the ability to create more things on Wix. So there's le there are less limits and there are a lot more benefits. And uh, every month, it, it's harder actually to have a website on the internet if you don't use something like Wix. <coughs> and, and the amount of hacking and downtime you see, right, I, just one example why it's harder. In a... a the more we enhance right, our infrastructure, the more we announce Editor X, the more we announce COVID, right, Wix code, the value that we bring becomes so strong that you can always do it yourself, but at some point, it just doesn't make sense to do it. Right? And uh, if Saint Laurent um, or, or that, the, the Piranha, the agency, building the same website right, without Wix, in the same quality, in the same performance, security, Ability to manage permissions would have cost probably hundreds of thousands of dollars. And now they can just do it in one place. And know that all the time you're gonna get more, right? You're always being upgraded and getting more and more functionality. And I think that uh, as, as we move forward, that gap will continue to grow. And we've been, always been a company that was very good at innovating and adding functionality and making things better. And I think that we're just getting better in that. If you look at the rate of, of development in Wix, it's actually uh, accelerating, not decelerating, which is usually what happens uh, for a lot of uh, uh, software companies. So I'm very optimistic that in five years, you'll have 
to really have a very unique project are not fit correctly in order to, for, to build something not on, on the Wix platform. And that's what we're aiming for. That's a vision. I believe that the opportunity is huge and, uh, and, and we're working very hard to get there. That was for the first part. The second part about, uh, so the partners program is doing very well, right? Obviously, work very closely with partners and, uh, and, and it has a couple of uh, layers. So the first layer is actually manage partners, right? So we actually work with them, we talk to them, we help them, they have an account manager and, uh, and, and somebody is always, you know, there with them, right? And this is more of the classic kind of a, a partners program that you usually meet uh, with a lot of the standard software models. And, but then we also have a community for, for agencies and designers, and that's doing very, very well. So you can be really one of the partner programs, you can use uh, the second layer, which is a more of a community, and a lot of the designers actually prefer, okay, only to approach us when they need something, but most of the time just consume content and contribute content to the community. And the combination of those is growing, as you saw, extremely fast, and create also very strong brand loyalty and product understanding. So we can see that partners tend to use a lot more of what Wix can do, and actually be more ambitious in terms of what they achieve and do in Wix. Thanks, and maybe if I could just ask one quick follow-up on, on the partners program. And so when your sales team is kind of you know, going out and making the, pit, the, the pitch for Wix, um, you know, what are the areas that you think get, give you the, the biggest inroads, right? These agencies are often uh, using you know, Shopify or um, you know, Magento, uh, BigCommerce, right? And you're kind of, you've got a lot of, with your e-commerce product and Editor X, you've got a lot of new features that you're trying to kind of push to this professional market. Um, what are the areas that um, you get the best feedback from from, from the partners um, that maybe you feel like give you the best access to this market? And what are the areas that um, you get some pushback on that um, you know, partners are looking for a little bit more in terms of product? So, uh, first of all, you know, you mentioned e-commerce, just classic e-commerce, right? And and when we go to agencies, one of the biggest things that we bring is that we can do a lot more. If you're a big agency. Probably 5% of your projects are e-commerce projects. 95% of them are not. So you cannot use Shopify for that. You cannot use Magento for that, right? Because they just don't do not e-commerce. They all do e-commerce. So we go after the 95%. And then we also have really good functionality for the e-commerce. And in some places, we send that we replace Magento. In some places, we replace Shopify. But again, I don't think that our competition are necessarily those websites, right? The 5%. We're trying to go after also, the 95% that nobody else is there, except maybe wordpress.org. So this is the, the, uh, uh, this is the pitch we're coming with. The design capabilities on Wix, right, are by far greater than any of our competitors. The ability for them to build what they want. And for agencies and partners, it's very important to be able to do that. So they spend a lot of energy on that. This is what they sell to their customers. We're gonna make you a beautiful website, gonna convert really well, right? So we're able to, to, to provide that pitch. Uh, things that we I think we should improve on is one of them, for example, the ability for our customer to easily uh, uh, delegate work to their customer, right? They want to block pages and say, okay, you can all touch those to their customer because when the customer does touch it and break it, they have to fix it, right? They don't like that. 
ability to charge money from their customers. They're looking at say, hey, you know, we have to spend a lot of energy that can you solve this for us. So most of it will be in that level of how they can work with their customers. Less about uh, what they can do with Wix. Of course, there's always more requirements coming as to what you can do with Wix. And, but this is less the bigger part of the conversation. Great, very helpful. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Igal. The next question is going to come from Sterling Audi from JP Morgan. Sterling, you can go ahead. Great, thanks. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, we can hear you. We can also see you. Good to see you. So, Avishai, in your prepared remarks when you went through the competitive landscape, from your standpoint, just out of curiosity, why don't you include GoDaddy as one of the competitors? For agencies? No, no, no. Back when you had Squarespace. Yeah, but I was about Editor X. GoDaddy, as far as I know, have nothing that actually address similar crowds. Unless they have a part, I didn't see. I mean, they, don't, they have a very simple, basic site builder. And they have WordPress.org, which they host kind of like for you, but they have nothing that does the design similar to uh, Editor X. It's like literally no product that I know. Uh, you can use GoDaddy if you do the design with some other tool and then import it and put it on WordPress.org hosted by GoDaddy. But that's pretty much it. So I'd say that in that place, they are not existing. Gotcha. And then one follow-up, uh, in terms of the 30 million addressable market, you know, that you're penetrating the 270, where you're starting at 270, how would you characterize what portion of that is inside of agencies, what portion is inside businesses versus maybe even individuals, just to try to break down, you know, that 30 million? Well, it's, it's very hard. I can give you my estimation. Uh, it's very hard to find really valid market research on that, but I would assume that probably about two to three million are inside organization, right? So if you, you have Chase, right? So Chase probably have a big department that does the website, right? And, uh, but uh, 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 as you've seen here, a lot of the other companies that uh, we mentioned today don't, right? They go to agencies. So it's a, I'd say that I would assume that probably about uh, two to three million are working inside enterprises and companies, then probably about 10 million will be real agencies right, and, and of various sizes. And, and the rest will probably be private people that are just building stuff on their own. That makes sense. It, it, Thank you guys, I appreciate of course. it. Thank you. All right, we have one question from an investor that sent me an email, so I'm just gonna read their question. It's, as more growth is generated from vertical solutions, how do you see your positioning versus specialists in areas like e-commerce, restaurants, or fitness. Sorry, can you repeat the question? I didn't follow you there. Sure. Maybe can you read it again? As more growth is generated from vertical solutions, how do you see your positioning versus e-commerce specialists? Well, I think that it's a, when I'm a, I mean, uh, so if you look at the restaurant, right, a lot of what they need to do is similar to what you do in an e-commerce store, but not everything, right? But if you think about the website, right, you need to serve the website, you need to see the it, you need to be able to design it, you need to have media that is automatically proportionalized to fit the screens, you need to have security, you need to have royalty permissions, you need to have a huge amount of things, right? And then there's a small layer which does the shopping cart or does 
the restaurant or does other things. And I think that one of the beautiful things that we have in Wix is that because we are all of that, we're able to do each one of them very well. If you look at the, uh, uh, at the one that you spoke about, obviously with e-commerce, we have a lot more competition, right? And, and our vision is to empower businesses to control their e-commerce and then to be able to create the beautiful design around it. It's less about competing with Amazon as a company. But, uh, but I think we're we're doing really great on, 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 of course, the combination of all of the e-commerce elements. And I think they're all contributing to each other, because if you have a place that, you know, you have one agency and they build a restaurant website today, an event website tomorrow, and then an e-commerce store today, it's very likely they're gonna use the same tool. Not necessarily, but I think it's all contributing to each other and, and making everything better and better. Another part of it is that, if you look at most of the, uh, Hair, hair salons, right? They do have all the appointments and they want to sell that and it's really important for them to manage a calendar and charge for it, but they also have a store. You want all those things to talk and work with each other. So I think as, as a combined offering, it's really very strong and offers something very unique to, to our customers. Great. Okay, so our next question is gonna come from Ken Wong from Guggenheim. Go ahead, Ken. You guys, thank you guys for this event. Um, I wanted to maybe touch a little bit on, on long-term. We talked a lot about products. You've got a lot of interesting things in the queue for creative and for business solutions, but right now business solutions about 18% of collections. You know, in your, in your longer state model, where do you, where do you see that, that collections mix? Is it more evenly distributed? Is it more uh, more more business solutions? Would love love your sense there. And then and then my follow up just on on POS, I'd love to get a sense for when you guys plan to go to market. What is the go to market strategy there? Um, and is that thing where you have to build out a sales force, or can you guys kind of operate under under your current you know kind of your current environment? Well. <clears throat> With regard to the first question, you know, it's hard for me to provide you, like, you know, the uh, uh, prediction how much it's going to be out of the revenue because it also really depends on how much the, uh, you know, subscription uh, is going to grow. But I think that what is important uh, that they are growing in parallel, right? Uh, we spoke about the change of mix and how complementary it is uh, to the uh, subscription model that we have. I do believe that the portion of business solution um, for example, next year is going to be higher than this year. And I think that it will continue like that. Uh, is it going to be 50, 60, or 40%? I think that it's too soon uh, to understand. Remember that we're also launching our new products, like for example, like the POS, uh, Facebook ads uh, that, we, that, that we've launched. And so it has, can have a like, really significant effect uh, delivery significant effect on the business solution. Uh, I think that at this stage, it's hard to determine how much uh, it's going to be out of the uh, overall top line. In terms of the POS um, um, question, so, um, you know, as, as, as David mentioned, we are we're kind of, uh, we've been piloting with some, some a small group and, and we're gonna extend that and, and, and start soft launching it. Um, uh, it's still a bit too early to, to, to determine exactly when it's going to be like a full-blown vast launch, but it's definitely going to happen uh, uh, sometime in 2021. Um, 
at least I think at, at the first stage, we don't really need the sales force because we have so much opportunity. Avishai mentioned that before when he explained the potential of who can use uh, the different kinds of, the, of, of point of sale that, that we're going to offer. We have so many, uh, so many users that already are on the platform that might, may benefit from it that, uh, that I, I don't see us having to uh, build a, 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 a big, hefty uh, sales force in order to go after that. We are going uh, are gonna and already are in the process of understanding the, 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 the care and support methodologies that you want to pursue in order to do this, to, to do this right. But it's not going to be completely different to, to what we've, uh, we're already doing today. Bye, guys. Thanks, Ken. The next question is going to come from Brent Bill from Jeffries. Brent, go ahead. Congrats on the uh, new family members and new products. Um, Leo, you mentioned the reinforcing business model between transactions and subscriptions. And I'm, I'm curious if you could give us a sense, uh, you know, next year on the transactional side, you know, how influential is that to the revenue? And over time, you know, when you look at the percentage of your revenue mix and from transactions, from subscriptions, is there a goal that you'd like to see transactions as a percent of the mix or or not, you're just treating it as as, uh, as as part of the overall business model. So I'm, I'm gonna uh, gonna start from actually from the second question because I think that it's important to understand, you know, the uh, uh, the strategy that we have. Um, we don't have like you know a target um, of gross margin of business solution, um, and not uh, either uh, you know the portion out of revenue. I think that what is important is about the growth of it and that it's all incremental dollar to the free cash flow. I'm meaning that the way that I'm actually analyzing it, I'm, I'm looking at the free cash flow out of the creative subscription. You know, gross margin over there is really important. I mentioned that it's going to be 80%. But there are so many uh, um, uh, complementary products that we can offer and already started to do that. Uh, some of it is very low gross margin. But think about it. If you are able to bring a billion dollar of top line with only 20% of, 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 uh, of profits, wouldn't you take it? So it's not about a target of how much it's going to be out of the total revenue. Uh, honestly, I, I don't know at this point of time. I do know that at 2021, and this is go back to your question, is going to be higher than 2020. And I'm going, you know, we're going to uh, uh, provide the guidance uh, on February, but it's going to be higher uh, mainly from uh, uh, I think uh, two reasons. The first one, I think that payments, and you saw that by uh, the gross margin that I indicated, payments are going to be much higher than 2020. I think that it's a great indication to the fact that also our customers are growing. Um, and the second thing is about, you know, uh, new offering, new products that we have uh, just started. Thank you. All right, the next question is going to come from Nick Jones at City. I'm going to give him one second to join in. Nick, are you there? There we go. Sorry. Um, I guess just I want to touch on Editor X. Um, a little bit, you know, you, you comment on the 270,000 uh, uh, people building sites for other people. 
So what are you hearing in terms of EditorX versus maybe the huge amount of themes in something like WordPress? How, how big of a pain point is design and being able to customize it versus going through a large library of solutions that maybe have something that doesn't really require active design work? Um, any, any color there would be great, thanks. Yeah, so I think that uh, uh, from what we notice is that you go to the agencies, they always do design. They never take something out of the box and just deploy it, right? They always go for the process of taking something and then customizing a lot. And, and that's a huge pain. Mostly the process would be that they use something like Adobe XD or Figma, and then send that to a developer. Then the developer try to code it. Then there is a cycle that goes like that. And then at some point, they can deploy it. And, and that would be on WordPress or, or, or some other platform. And what we've seen is that by removing this cycle and this interaction and doing everything twice, we've created them a, a, a huge benefit for them. So uh, the reaction that we get, and most of the time, uh, uh, what we saw that EditorX is replacing WordPress, right? People are using that and they throw away the WordPress uh, platform. And we are seeing a lot of agencies that are moving, well, beginning a bit more suspiciously, right? They're moving to free project and then they just very quickly are doing uh, the majority of their projects. Right. And so we're seeing that, again, the, 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 there's another thing here, right? Because when you build a WordPress site, you're never finished, right? You have a WordPress site, you put it, let's say you put it on GoDaddy, as Sterling mentioned, right? So you build it with Figma or, or with one of uh, Adobe XD, you have a developer that built it, then you took it and you host it in a hosting company, and now, what happened when one of the plugins that you have has a security upgrade, right? And usually you use like 12 of those. So every month, you have to do like 15 to 20 times, go in, upgrade it very quickly, because if not, somebody's going to hack into that website. Then you have to actively make sure that you delete all the garbage files that are being created. Then you have to make sure that, so there's always a lot of maintenance that goes into that after, which the agency has, has to spend a lot of effort too. And they are responsible for the customer, right? They are responsible for the data, for the credit cards, for, for the privacy. It's a lot of things to be responsible for. With Editor X, you don't have to think about any of those. It just happens. So this is the big, one of the, uh, you have the, the flexibility of design, the no need to do this cycle, and then maintenance is super easy. Those are the big benefits that we bring. Thanks, Nick. I'm going to read another investor question here. Um, when the pandemic hit in Q1, I'm sure you developed some initial points of view regarding how changes in user behavior would affect Wix's business. How have those points of view changed since Q1? And in other words, what has been most surprising to you over the past six months about the behavior of Wix customers? I think that the, well, all of it surprised us, right? I was definitely not prepared to the pandemic. So I was surprised about all of it. Uh, I think it was, the one thing we could have predicted from beginning is that e-commerce would grow bigger, right? The traditional standard e-commerce would just grow because people need to order product, right? They need to order food. They need to order things. So restaurants and the, and the uh, e-commerce was kind of like the obvious thing. But then things like, Online events started to grow. 
education becoming something that is really virtual. Uh, uh, fitness classes, psychologists, you know, uh, psychiatrists, all of those guys started to work online over Zoom, uh, using weeks to actually uh, manage all of their operation, and some of them throwing events, right? Big events, right, on weeks events. And, and, and the recovery on that was amazing because it kind of went like this. Now it went like this, right? And then it just went up, and now it's back to where it was. But most of it is online. Uh, for me, it's amazing because I don't know how many online events you guys thought you're going to be participating in, which are not investor-related stuff, right, during your life. I, I, the list for me was very small, right, before the pandemic. You tell me how many shows of music you're going to go to see. Well, not a lot. And apparently, during the pandemic, we've seen that it's really, really uh, uh, common, right? And, and, and now it would become very common. So for me, the, the, the innovation that people had and how to redo what they do in an online universe was just amazing and really surprising to see the power of that. And amazing to see that events is at the same place. Participation in classes is, is at the same place. And uh, uh, really, people that work with consultants, from fitness to psychologists to business consultants, they all we just migrated online. And uh, for me, that's amazing. Great. Okay, our next question is going to come from Josh Beck from KeyBank. Josh, go ahead. Thank you uh, all for doing this uh, call. It's uh, really helpful. Nice to take a step back and and think through all the all the milestones you've crossed this year, um, personally and professionally. Um, but yeah, so I, I wanted to maybe just unpack a little bit about how you're thinking about next year because I think. A top investor question is we've seen this huge surge in digital acceleration. You've benefited from that, but you're really expecting that to continue into 2021. So I'm just curious of these initiatives that you've spoken of, certainly what's happening with Editor X, uh, what's happening with e commerce, what's happening with payments, how much of that is a factor? into the guidance and the sustained strong growth as we think about next year. Sure, so obviously you know when, when we do the uh, model, we uh, take into uh, consideration um, uh, all kinds of uh, uh, you know, options. Um, you know, uh, obviously we said that you know, after um, um, a, a few months now since this uh, uh, pandemic actually started, and, and, and we see it right now, we saw that in Q3. Um, the way that we're actually looking at it, uh, especially around Q3, because I think that Q2, you can say, okay, it was different, it's all started, it was booming, but what about Q3? Um, many, uh, many countries almost got to, uh, um, you know, to where they were before. I mean, people were going out and, 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 and so on, uh, and, and stores were open but it still continued. Because the state of mind has changed. I think that, uh, um, and also the uh, consumer behavior. I mean, we are ordering more online. I don't believe that people would just stop ordering online. I think that they actually understand that it can save time for them, right? Um, so, so to answer your question, I do believe that 2021 will continue perhaps not 
at, uh, at the same uh, uh, magnitude, but it will be very similar to what we are seeing in Q3. Uh, I don't think that it can actually, you know, start in Q1, boom, it will go down to, uh, to where it were before. I think that we're already behind it. Okay, uh, really helpful. And then just one other question on uh, the cadence of, of gross margins. So payments strikes me as something that could rise through the year. And as it rises, I think you'd potentially see a commensurate pressure on the business solutions, gross margins. So is that the right way to think about maybe how to build that in through the year? And then on the creative business, you know, should we be thinking about gross margins, maybe taking a step down because of some of the investments up front, and then maybe normalizing as we go through the year? Any any color just as we build in these? I think that you, you describe it, uh, you know, perfectly well. I think that on the creative subscription, uh, due to the investments um, that, that, you know, that we do right now, uh, so obviously it has a, a little bit of pressure on the gross margin. Really, really fast it's going to be back. Um, because, you know, um, the increase in support that we need to do, you know, to train the people, um, uh, we need to bring them on board, um, and it's also really hard right now, you know, uh, due to the uh, pandemic. But once they are in and start to contribute, you're going to see, you know, the, uh, the gross margin going back to where it were before. The same is go for infrastructure, you know, about security, about hosting and so on. Um, with regard to the payments, um, so yeah, payments is going to be a bigger portion uh, on 2021 out of the business solution. Uh, and this is why it has a, a impact on the gross margin. But we need to understand payments um, has kind of a cap limit in terms of the gross margin, right? Uh, because I, I, you know, I mentioned that many times before about two thirds go to the credit, com credit card companies and and one third go to us. But it's very important that actually you increase the gross margin based on scale, okay? So we are going to add more payment um, a solution to our payment uh, infrastructure in 2021. So we are going to be, a, a, it's going to have a pressure at least at the very beginning until it's scaled up. But once we are there, you know, it's the mathematics basically, you know, uh, will win. Uh, so, so I do believe why I'm, I have a confidence why uh, in the long term, I mean, this depends how you uh, describe long term, but, but once the scale is up, um, we are going to be back uh, to about uh, 35, even perhaps 40% of the gross margin, uh, uh, you know, from the business solution, unless we are going to see, them, you know, a new product, uh, but it's all good, all good news. Really helpful. Thanks, team. Thank you, Josh. All right, our next question comes from Mark Mahaney from uh, RBC. Well, before Mark, Mark asks the question, I have a question for Mark. I, I remember that he <laughs> promised the next time we are on a call, yeah, the guitar. he's going to play us a guitar song. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. Mark, okay. <laughs> that was not okay. guitar, but okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, nice to see you, all three of you, uh, Nir Avishai and Lior. So two questions. One, you haven't talked so much about... Um, uh, sales and marketing. So you, you know, you really leaned into sales and marketing uh, this year, and I think that's what's behind your uh, top line collections uh, outlook for next year. How do you think about uh, your sales and marketing intensity in 21? And then secondly, 
I, I think Wix is becoming more and more crucial to a lot of uh, individuals, enterprises, businesses, et cetera. Uh, COVID really kind of underscored, you know, uh, um, highlighted just how important digital presence and all its capabilities are. How does that make you think about pricing power any differently going into 21 than you thought about it going into you know, pre-COVID? Thanks a lot. So with regard to the sales and marketing, uh, you're definitely not going to see the same growth uh, in percentage uh, that we had in 2020. Uh, but I think that the level of uh, investments in marketing, I think in dollars, is actually going to continue just because of what I mentioned before about uh, the new state of mind and, you know, about ability to, uh, uh, to generate, uh, you know, the growth. Remember, uh, we also have, like, you know, many new products, which is all, you know, good stuff. And obviously, we, we, uh, we need to invest more in marketing in order to make sure that we are, uh, uh, can, can monetize uh, on those products. Um, based on what I just said, I think that you should expect uh, to see some leverage of the uh, sales and marketing in 2021 compared to 2020. I think the other part of your question, Mark, uh, about, um, about the pricing, um, um, again, I think, you know, it clearly uh, 2020 was a year not, uh, well, people are under duress and, and uh, that wasn't the time to, to consider pricing uh, changes. But this is definitely something that we'll, we'll keep on considering and, and testing uh, in the future. Uh, we, we do believe that uh, part of uh, you know going and working with with bigger uh, bigger brands, bigger clients, uh, uh, also opens up some some opportunity to think about what kind of op offering these people might have. Uh, it's a little bit too early for us to share anything about that, but but you can rest uh, assured this is something we're thinking about. I think that it's obvious. You saw some of the customers. It's obvious that we're leaving money on the table, right? that a lot of them would have paid a lot more for the website. And we need to be able to create the, the packaging for that. And this is something that we're thinking about. And uh, well, how to make the enterprise offering that will fit uh, what we're doing. Makes a lot of sense. I hope to see you all in 21. Absolutely, please. All right. Unfortunately, I think that's all that we have time for today. Um, Nir, Avishai, Lior, any last words before we part ways? As it was a, a, a crazy year yeah. and uh, exciting and crazy. And there's a Chinese saying, right? May you born in uh, yeah. boring times or something like that, but interesting time. And so hopefully late next year will be a lot more boring for all of us. Less pandemic, more safe, and still great for business. And, uh, and we want to we wanna try and uh, meet you face to face. Well, we, prefer, we prefer the, the human touch rather than the remote Zoom like. And we, yes, absolutely. We'll be very happy to have a chance to meet everybody in person next year. Uh, many thanks for the trials and uh, for being with us for so long. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Great. Thanks, everybody. We'll be posting a replay of this and the slides on our IR website shortly. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day.